Live streaming provided by Alpha Geek Radio and Alpha Geek Video. Visit tunein.alphageekradio.com to learn more. Finally, Friday is being brought to you this week by Major Spoilers VIP and Major Spoilers Patreon members from around the world. You can find out how you can support this show and everything that we do at Major Spoilers by heading to patreon.com slash major spoilers. Patreon.com slash major spoilers. Well, everyone, it's finally Friday, and what a busy Friday this is. It's probably our last, uh, it's the end of the summer, right? It's the wrap-up of this uh, three-day, this summer holiday with a three-day weekend, and there's so much going on. I was just looking at the list. Uh, Here we got Fan Expo Canada going on. We have the anime convention in Huntington Beach. There's an anime convention in San Antonio, Texas. The comic book convention in Minneapolis. Comic book convention, of course, Baltimore Comic Con going on. Uh, The comic book convention in San Francisco, the San Francisco Comic Con. Anime convention in Sacramento. The science fiction and fantasy convention in uh, New York. That's the Star Trek Mission New York that's going on this weekend. Uh, There's also the fantasy convention, the... uh, Geekonomicon in Oklahoma City, the anime convention in uh, Glendale. Uh, what else do we have here? Uh, looks like there's, of course, Dragon Con, Baltimore Comic Con. Uh, man, the list just goes on and on. Uh, Salt Lake Comic Con is going on this weekend. So I know a lot of you have something to do this weekend and are probably there. I've been seeing all the pictures coming out of the, uh, the Dragon Con down in Atlanta. Uh, I used to live down there. It was quite a time. It was a... Uh, Big then, and it's even bigger now. So I hope all of you, wherever you're going this weekend, are plan on having a lot of fun. Uh, a lot of people showing up in the chat room. We have Olin and Nate and, and uh, John and uh, Olin and uh, John again. Oh, man, all these cons are happening indeed, says uh, John. Um, so uh, hopefully you've got something going on. Oh, I forgot PAX West. PAX West is going on, too. My goodness. I think everybody tries to pack it in on this weekend because... After this, there's what, C2E2, there's the New York Comic Con, and Denver Comic Con, I think. And then we get into the wintertime, and a lot of people don't want to travel and do convention stuff. But all of it's coming up. And and this is kind of our last three-day weekend for a while. I was kind of hoping that maybe one of these days they would realize that October 31st should be a national holiday. And we can just take that off, stay home, give out candy, do some dress-up with uh, your significant other, whatever it may be. And just have some uh, some fun right there. Yeah, Olin, I wish I could go to some of those. Just uh, some of those. I mean, you should look in, in uh, your area and see where there is a convention coming up. Because um, it seems like there's something going on every weekend. But this weekend seems to be a very big weekend. Uh, we were going we to take your phone calls at 785-727-1939 or on Skype at Stephen underscore Schleicher. We will get to those in just a moment. But first, let us do some news. Let's start off with some Stranger Things news. Uh, We got our first teaser for Stranger Things Season 2, a confirmation from Netflix and the Duffer Brothers that indeed Stranger Things Season 2 is coming. And in this, we found out that not only are we getting an additional episode next season, but we also found out what the title of all the episodes are. It's not really a spoiler if you already know it. We've got Mad Max, The Boy Who Came Back to Life, uh, The Pumpkin Patch, The Palace, The Storm, The Polywog, can't wait for that one, The Secret Cabin, The Brain, and The Lost Brother. It's 
all coming in season two of um, of Stranger Things. We also found out that we're getting three new characters uh, in this second season. We've got Max, which, you know, the Mad Max title kind of gives you a little bit away right there. Uh, says Mad Max is tough and confident 13-year-old female who has appearance, behavior, and pursuits are more typical of boys than of girls in the era. She has a complicated history and a difficult relationship with her stepbrother, Billy, that made her protective of her past and generally suspicious of those around her. She's also good on a skateboard, which she uses to get around pretty much everywhere. Now, this all comes from The Hollywood Reporter, which apparently got casting um, notes for or ca casting call sheets for uh, these characters. Billy is a super masculine, overconfident 17-year-old. He's so captivating and edgy that there are rumors flying that he killed someone at a school he attended in the past. Billy steals people's girlfriends, is a drinking game pro, and drives a black Camaro. Vroom, vroom. Doesn't actually say that in the casting sheet, but... Uh, but his violent and unpredictable nature shows itself to those closest to him, especially to ones who are younger than he is. Roman, meanwhile, is described as a male or a female of any ethnicity between the ages of 30 and 38. After growing up homeless with a drug-addicted mother, he or she suffered a great loss at an early age and has been seeking revenge ever since. Roman is ultimately an outsider who doesn't understand how to connect with people. So there you go, a little bit of Season 2 rumors for your Stranger Things. Uh, the new season will be set nearly a year after the first season, and we don't know beyond these three actors uh, if anyone uh, from the uh, first season will return. On the movie front, we have news from uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. If you're a John Favreau fan and you love you some uh, some uh, Happy Ho uh, Hogan, right? Uh, Happy Hogan is coming back into Spider-Man uh, Homecoming. He will make an appearance. I'm guessing it's just a cameo because, you know, Tony Stark is in the movie and you can't have Tony Stark without a chauffeur and bodyguard. And so look for Jean Favreau, Jean, Jean Favreau to appear in Spider-Man Homecoming in the next year. We were teased all week long from Marvel about a new project coming from Cullen Bunn and a bunch of artists. And we found out today, or actually last night, at the uh, Baltimore uh, Comic-Con uh, during the Diamond Select uh, or Diamond Comic Distributors Retailer Summit, we found out that Cullen Bunn, Adam Kubert, and Greg Land, Salvador LaRocca, Steve McNiven, and Lionel Yu will all be working on a project called Monsters Unleashed. Now, what does this mean for uh, comic book fans? Well, if you remember way back in the 1970s, there was a uh, anthology series that only ran for I think 11 or 12 issues called Monsters Unleashed and it was a horror anthology under the Curtis uh, Comics imprint or the Curtis Magazine's imprint that Marvel was doing. Uh, it tried to compete with Warren Publishing with what they had going on with um, uh, Vampirilla and other uh, famous monsters in Filmland magazines and whatnot. Uh, monsters Unleashed featured Man-Thing, Wolverine by Night, and the Frankenstein's monster. And I'm thinking... And what I'm hoping, we'll know, know more about this when it, it comes out in um, uh, 2017. My hope is that we're going to see a return to horror anthologies over at Marvel. Or I guess the implication with so many artists on board is that it is an anthology all written by Colin Bunn. But uh, I'm hoping, the biggest hope is that it remains a black and white series like the original was way back long ago. Finally, for those of you who want some DC news, we have it for you. I believe this was the Wall Street Journal that reported on this, that uh, DC has announced that the Justice League will take on the Suicide Squad in comic page form, kicking off in December. This will be a, I believe it's a four-issue miniseries, 
where the Justice League, well, basically Batman comes to blows with Amanda Waller on the purpose of the Suicide Squad. And uh, then both teams get involved. This is going to be written by uh, Joshua Williamson. Uh, I don't see off the top of my uh, notes here who the artist is, but uh, it should be a lot of fun. It's interesting that this mini series comes at a point right after the Suicide Squad movie, but before the Justice League movie. So there you go. Some news going on in the world of comic books and pop culture. You can find all this over at Majorspoilers.com. All right, everybody. Now it is your turn. It's time to call in to 785-727-1939 or give me a call on Skype at Steven underscore Schleicher. We'll be happy to take your phone calls, but first, let us do this thing. If you are a new listener on Alpha Geek Radio or simply found this show while you were strolling through iTunes or on YouTube, you may not know that Major Spoilers produces a number of shows on a weekly basis that you will really want to check out. On Monday, it's The Want List, a quick look at some of the cool products you wish you had in your collection. On Tuesday, it's Munchkinland, where a group of friends sit down and play card games. It's really a lot more fun than it sounds. We also have the Major Spoilers podcast, all your comic book news, commentary, and reviews in one package. And if you want a quick and lively discussion on the history of a particular comic book character, then check out Geek History Lesson with Jason Inman and Ashley Victoria Robinson. Thursday brings you Top 5 and Top 5 Express because everybody loves a list. Then on Friday, we have Zach on film. Thoughts, commentary, and heated discussions on things going on in the film industry from the view of someone trying to break in. We also have Finally Friday. That's our live call-in show. You're listening to it or watching it right now. On Saturday, Critical Hit is uh, released. That's a fan-favorite role-playing game real-play podcast. Oh, man, check it out and share the adventures of heroes fighting for survival in a D&D world. Finally, we wrap up the week on Sunday with Wayne's Comics Podcast. Wayne Hall interviews creators in the industry in this very laid-back Sunday conversation. And don't forget our YouTube channel, Major Spoilers Video, where we have Lego builds and reviews, unboxing videos, and 3D printing builds for your enjoyment. That's just some of the many things we do for you at Majorspoilers.com because we know that you love comics, and we do too. You ever get the feeling that maybe we're doing a little bit too much here at Major Spoilers? Or maybe not enough. But I want to thank everyone who uh, makes all of these shows possible. Our Major Spoilers VIPs, of course, our advertisers, and of course, our Patreon members over at Patreon.com slash Spoilers. Uh, it's because of their help that we are able to do everything that we do. Head over to patreon.com slash major spoilers. Find out more about what we do and uh, how you can help out and ensure that this uh, show continues far, far, far into the future. And uh, this show works best when you call in. So now you have to do that. 785-727-1939 or Stephen underscore Schleicher on Skype. I know so many of you uh, check this out all the time. I see Just the Red has joined into the chat, as has Nathan Olson. Oh, speaking of Nate Olson. Got something here. What is this? Let's do an unboxing, right, shall we? This came, uh, I don't know, about an hour ago. That's a nice thing about uh, our FedEx people is they generally have everything delivered to the house by, by 1 o'clock. So if there's something that you want to get in for a finally Friday... Uh, if it comes in on Friday by one o'clock, maybe I can do an unboxing on the show or something like that. I hope it's okay to un unbox this because, you know, I hope it's not anything bad. Oh, look at what we have here. Nate has sent some stuff. He has sent a Kylo Ren command shuttle. This is a poly bag. Look at that. 
That is really neat. Also, we have a Finn minifigure, also a poly bag. I'm guessing this came from a recent uh, Lego store purchase. Uh, we got a card here. We'll get to that in just a moment. Ooh, we got a uh, a Cypher Hunt pin. I'd like to know where you got that from. And then I kind of knew that this was coming. I only expected one thing to be in the box, but it's uh, Bill Cypher. Yeah, look at that. Bill Cypher little uh, plushie that we got there. I heard that the statue of Bill Cypher, someone walked off with his hat, and uh, it didn't come back. So here is a little card. Nate even sealed it up. Doesn't have my name on it, but I'm, oh, it's a Gravity Falls thing from the Mystery Shack. I love these little postcards. If you have not watched Gravity Falls, I believe you can get it on the iTunes and a bunch of other places. So go and check that out. But yeah, I like that Bill Cipher. I'm going to put it back there. I think maybe this weekend on my long weekend. Well, actually, it's not a long weekend for me, but I'm going to try to get a lot of things done this weekend because I have um, lots to get done. And I want to ensure that uh, that it does get done. For those of you that were joining us on the Periscope uh, question and answer last night, you know that I was trying to work a couple of episodes ahead just cleaning up the audio files. And there's an episode that's about four hours long. And I'm not, I'm not looking forward to that, but I have to get it done or else you won't have a show. So I was busy doing that last night. And, of course, I'll be editing some stuff uh, tonight and so on. So um, there you go. It's all for you guys, and it's fun, and it's something that I enjoy, and that is a good thing. If you are in Greenville, North Carolina, or in that, uh, or South Carolina, sorry, uh, Greenville, South Carolina, I would love to hear from you in regards to this creepy clown sighting thing. If you know what's going on, is this some giant elaborate prank that is being perpetrated on the media and the people of Greenville, or is this really some creepy clown cult that's going around trying to lure children into the woods and scaring people as they uh, lurk around. I mean, part of it is kind of silly, right? But part of it's kind of kind of terrifying, right? I mean, we all float down here, Billy. Um, it kind of has that kind of menace to it. And of course, there is it. The, the remake is coming out. So who knows? Maybe that's what's going on here as well. But if you know what's going on or have some uh, insight, or if you're from Greenville, South Carolina, please call in 785-727-1939 or on Skype at Stephen underscore Schleicher. Oh, yes, Nate is down there in Florida, in Hurricane Land. And, um, and some, maybe some other people are down in Hurricane Land. Hopefully it's blowing through and is not that big of a deal for you. But, um, but hopefully you are all safe wherever you are this weekend. All right, it's your turn. Call 75-727-1939 or... On Skype, Stephen underscore Schleicher. Um, you know, last night I didn't have much to talk about. I said, I don't have much to talk about this week on Finally Friday. Next week we will not have a show for sure because I have to make sure that I, I uh, have some scheduling things all worked out. More about that in a couple of weeks. Um, but uh, I, do need to, I do need to take off next week so we won't have a Finally Friday then. Um, but until then, let's make the most of our time together, shall we? You can call up and, and talk about anything, honestly. We can talk about uh, video games. We can talk about holidays. We can talk about plans. If you're at a comic convention, I kind of figured that today would be rather light. So if we have to end early this week, I'm more than happy to end early this week. Um, but um, I figured uh, with most people going out to all the various conventions, and of course Friday right around this time, people getting off work and they're going to the Baltimore convention or they're in Dragon Con, I mean, Dragon Con people, holy cow, that's probably where 90% of our listeners and fans are at right now. 
Um, or maybe not. Here's here's Nate. Hey, Nate, what's going on, man? Hey, Stephen. How's everything? It's going, man. Thanks for this uh, Bill Cipher thing. This is really kind of cute. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's a, there's a guy online or on Twitter. I guess he runs an Etsy shop, and he actually is licensed to do some of those stuff. So. Oh, licensed. Wow, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Well, that's so, neat. Um, I will take I, a picture of it and put it online so people can see. Yeah, I, he's getting... How is he doing? There's something he's doing. I don't know if he's doing some of the... Um, Did he do this fez? Bottles, flushes, and stuff, but it's... um. It's the Mystery Shack. Yeah, I know it's on Twitter, but it's an Etsy shop on there, so it's, it's kind of cool. Oh, cool. Now, did he, he do this, Fez? He did it for the Cypher Hunt. Oh, okay, cool. I'm gonna, um, let's see. What should I put? I should say never yeah, I think make it's a... the same thing, same one that did the Fez, yeah. Okay, never make a deal with this guy. Hashtag Cypher Hunt. Yeah. Not Cypher Hint, Cypher Hunt. There we go. All right, sent and shared. So what's uh, going on? Are you are you out of the hurricane path, right? Just getting a lot of rain. Oh, we got nothing today, actually. Oh, um, really? The way, the, well, the way the the funny thing is, is last week this is the depression storm thing that was mm-hmm. underneath us, right? That kind of circled back around mm-hmm. and just decided to hit, hit the top of Florida. So, so totally. No, uh, we had some rain yesterday with with the way the circulation was, but today it's just been really cloudy. That's about it. Well, I guess you're okay. And I think the it was only at like 80 miles per hour that I saw this morning. So it, it's not like, um, it's not like, I mean, that's damaging winds, obviously. But it's not like you're going to see, you know, a whole town wiped out or something at 80 miles per no, hour the, wind, So No, there was a little bit of storm surge, a lot of local flooding in certain areas. I think I did hear a report of some guy got killed by a tree that fell. Mm. Um you know, with the you know the way the ground gets saturated and stuff, and the high winds, all that you know, trees just toppled out. Yeah, so. yeah, that that probably happens a lot. Um, we yeah. haven't. I mean, we've had some light rains around here and some thunderstorms. I see Olin is saying that he has uh, some th- thunderstorms uh, today. It's actually very pleasant here. It's like eighty degrees is the high today. I think it's like eighty point five right now, and it's just a very nice, beautiful Friday afternoon. And I'm hoping the weekend remains this way because I'd like to go out and do some stuff. Although I have a feeling we'll be editing and shooting uh, Lego videos and doing some other stuff uh, this weekend. But uh, hopefully it, it it stays nice. That way the air conditioning can stay off. We can save some power. Yeah. Hey, congratu- I, I with that. congratulations on uh, your black belt, your second degree. Thank you. You were waiting to hear yeah. from that. And I saw that you posted that this week. So congratulations on that. Now you can yep. begin work on on uh, level three. Yep, in two years I will have that. So, wow, cool. I you hope yep. two years, right? No, it'll take. The, I I it's guaranteed. Well, not guaranteed, but I mean, yeah, I definitely have to work for two years to get to it. But yes. And th- does your daughter have a black belt too? Almost. She's like two testings, three testings away from it. Oh, okay. All right. So she's, she's a red belt. And then she, the next testing, she gets a a decided red belt. Then, so yeah, she's three testings away from hers. Cool. Because then she'll get black belt uh, recommended and then she'll actually have her black belt. Cool. Excellent. Uh, what else is on your mind? What else is going on? Very excited about stranger things. Yeah. I, I think, uh, yeah, when I saw the words, I had watched it the second time. I'm like, wait, why are they? I'm like, Oh, 
those are the episode titles. Yeah, and yeah, I don't yeah. think those are in order either. Those aren't in order. They are not in order? I don't think they are. I, th- I think they are because if we're introduced, I, I mean, maybe they're not, but I mean, when it's uh, when it kicks off with Mad Max and we know that one of the lead characters is called Max, to me that may indicate that it is in that order. I don't know. I, don't I mean, know. the Polywog, I, I, I would hope that they would address before issue seven or episode seven. Yeah. It, it, it's going to be good. So oh, yeah. I cannot wait. <laughs> any, any thoughts on these new character descriptions? I think it's neat. I think it's, it's, um, I, I think we're playing in the same world, but, you know, you're expanding on it, right? You're mm-hmm. not, you're not going to that well a second time with these same characters and trying to rehash things and trying to push something that's not there. Right. Now, one of those, right. one of those episodes is called, um, The Boy That Came Back to Life. So I'm hoping that is a, a look back at, um, what's his name? You know, how, to, how right. does the town deal with this kid that everyone said was dead? Then we have one called The Brain, which, uh, boy, if there was ever an episode that needed uh, the science teacher to be front and center, how about yeah. the one called The Brain? I still don't trust him. <laughs> I think that would be interesting if he does turn out to be somebody that works for uh, the secret or- organization, the uh, mini Area 51 that they have going on there. You know, I would be yeah. okay if, I mean... One of the things they're going to run into, and I think they said they're starting shooting in October, uh, October through April in Atlanta, Georgia, is when they'll start shooting. Uh, these kids are probably, and, and the good thing is they jump ahead of almost a full year on this. These kids are going to have about a year's worth of growth, so they're going to look quite a bit different uh, when the when the show returns. So that's probably a smart idea to make that jump. Plus, it also gives yeah. some time for the creepy stuff to infiltrate the city, but to be honest, I would be okay if it was just the the sheriff that was returning and maybe some of those other kids were, were, you know, um, occasional appearance kids, you know, guest starring in one or two episodes, but not the, not the focus. Uh, a lot of people have said that they really like just the first season by itself and kind of wish that they weren't going for season two. But, um, with all the, with all the success that this has had, I believe it is Netflix's highest rated and most watched show of all time even surpassing oh, wow. Daredevil, that it almost demands that second season. Yeah. And and, and again, if they, they do it right and they think about it and just, like you say, you play in the same world, but you're mm-hmm. not, you know, beating them to death on, on trying to get something out that's not there. So I, I think, it, honestly, I, I have faith in them that they'll do good. So yeah, it looks good. Um, I, I did see the tick. Yeah. What'd you think of that? I liked it. Yeah, it was um, really good. I, I, the uniform was a little off. Mm-hmm. And, and again, you know, I guess everyone said the detail and stuff. And I think it was weird because of the eye having the eye slits because mm-hmm. the original cartoon and everything is white, right? It's just, right. he has no pupils, no nothing. It's just the covering. And then in the other television show, it was just his whole face. Was right. Out. Right. So I think that was kind of a little weird, but, uh, his mannerisms, the way he was talking, I, I think he did. I think he did a really good job. Yeah, I think um, so too. And I loved Arthur. I loved Arthur. Arthur's character uh, I, was I perfect. The whole, yeah, I, I heard some people were like, "Oh, he's like twitchy and nervous and crazy," and and I was like, you know what? I, I think that makes sense because it it just feels right. I don't know. Everything just kind of gelled right. But I uh, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. So. Mm-hmm. 
Well, I hope you filled out, and that's the one thing that people need to do if they do enjoy this and want to see more of it. Uh, they really need to f- um, fill out that survey that Amazon has on their site about the pa- uh, uh, pilot season. It takes like, literally, it takes five minutes to fill it out. And yeah. uh, then they have an expanded survey if you want to go even deeper, but less than five minutes to answer a bunch of, oh, I agree with this or disagree or strongly disagree, those kinds of things. Just blow through the thing and then list a couple of, of your other favorite shows and how does it compare to that. Uh, if you do that, then there's a more than likely a chance that this will get turned into a full season over at Amazon. So people need to go need to go do that. Yeah. But, uh, that's about it. It's actually kind of a kind of a quiet week this week. Last week was crazy, but this week was uh very, very mellow. Yeah, this and, week was uh, kind of the uh, opposite for, for us. It was very busy here. Yeah. Uh, the uh just you know, waiting for critical hit because oh my gosh, luckily you guys uh got out of that uh situation last week. So did we? This week did we? Yeah. You think well, we did? I no spoilers, know. right? No, no. But uh, it was, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I think this one is almost trumping the tower. Mm. You know, the, the, five, the, five, the five episodes of you trying to decide whether or not to go oh, right, right, right. to save your friends, to save these guys that you just met. Well, so, there, may be, there may be an episode similar to that coming up. Uh, or five or six episodes coming up of, of that. Yeah, the so. nerve, the suit is... Yeah, the nerves, as soon as you guys started putting your plan into place, I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, I, I wish it could really go that easily, right? I wish it could just be this Mission Impossible kind of thing where we slip in, everything's going right, there may be one hiccup, and then we slip out and, and problem solve. But that's not what happens when you're playing a game of Dungeons & Dragons, right? So you're really going to have some crazy stuff coming. And, and um, like I said, one of the upcoming episodes is about four hours long. Ugh. I think edited I'll, down, I'll, it'll probably be about three it, but hours, but I'm debating whether to split that one into two parts or not. Oh, it's it, this is uh, good. It, this has been really good. So I'm good again. Thank you, know, you guys with everything in the role playing and Rodrigo with his storytelling, just phenomenal. So yeah, again, excellent. It's awesome. So but, all right, uh, no, that's it. And all right, have a great weekend, Nate. You too, sir. Thank Bye. you. Uh, Jess is asking about the Ghostbusters movie and um, what does it say here? Um, Do you think that the Ghostbusters movie didn't do well because of the uh, concentrated bad press from the uh, minimists? Is that what they're called? Uh, The anti-feminists, the uh, man, the what are they called? The men's rights, the MRAs, the men's rights activists. Um, Or was it a so-so movie? I haven't seen it yet. Uh, I do plan on watching it. Um, when it comes out on DVD and Blu-ray. But here's the interesting thing. They've actually changed the name of Ghostbusters for when it does release on DVD and Blu-ray. It's now going to be called Ghostbusters Answer the Call. And uh, I think some people are like, well, why are they changing the name now? If they were going to change the name, shouldn't they have done that in the theater? And the thing that I will say about uh, the name change is that may not be a horrible idea because um, you guys may remember a movie called Edge of Tomorrow. I believe that's what it was. its theatrical name was. Which, if you haven't seen it, I know it's Tom Cruise, and a lot of people are anti-Tom Cruise, but it is a fantastic alien invasion time travel movie 
And um, and what they did when it came out was they they changed the name of it, or maybe it was Live Die Repeat. Um, it it uh, I forget which one that they changed it to. I think the new title is Live Die Repeat, and that's such a better title for what's going on. So maybe by changing the name Ghostbusters, answer the call. Number one, it won't conflict with anybody searching for a DVD of the original Ghostbusters, but also it may help sell this idea of what they're trying to do with this Ghostbusters franchise. But um, I don't know. I It's odd that I wouldn't say concentrated bad press had anything to do with it because there was a lot of concentrated bad press in regards to Suicide Squad. And that movie succeeded for like three weeks, four weeks in a row almost. Part of that has to do with where they placed it in their release schedule. But at this time, I don't know if bad press is is the horrible thing that studios fear anymore. Uh, it may be because of these uh, MRA people, uh, the minimists, as, uh, as uh, Jess calls them. Um, so I don't know why the movie didn't do well. And I, I, I can't comment on whether the movie is good or bad because I, I haven't seen it yet. But there are some, some kind of interesting things to, to think about. Um, in hindsight, now obviously it didn't help when the movie came out, uh, in hindsight on why the name change and relation to uh, Suicide Squad. Just says Suicide Squad was not as good as Ghostbusters. So, you know, I don't know. What was the, um, let's go over to Box Office Mojo, and let's see what the budget was for Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters had an estimated budget of $144 million. Worldwide, it's made 217 so it's made back its budget. May not have done it on advertising yet. But um, from the studio standpoint, it's it's a success, even though reports say that Sony will take about a $70 million bite on the movie. And I think that has to do with all the printing and advertising stuff that goes on. Um, so, yeah, I, I, um, I mean, it's financially successful, again, except for the, the advertising side. But it came out in a crowded time. Uh, the July time period is very crowded for movies. It may have just dumped on a bad weekend uh, with some other stuff. I forget which also came out that that week. But certainly a lot of people who were bad-mouthing it online didn't help, especially when it came from the fans and not from from critics. So, um, Yeah, and that's the other thing is it sees that there may not be more money coming to it as a sequel or a series. I don't know what the plans are right now for the uh, television animated series because that was going to get a reboot. So um, it's something to still to watch. And just because you read something on the Internet that says Sony says they will not have any more, unless it's coming from a Paul Fage or um, from Sony itself that says, hey, we're not doing these movies anymore because we lost so much money. It could still happen. And but it may not happen, you know, next year or in two years from now. It may be five or six years before we see a sequel or it may be a decade before we see a sequel. So. I did open the envelope and it was um, it was this mystery shack. A postcard, this Gravity Falls postcard. That was the only thing that was in there. Was there supposed to be something else? Oh, there is something else in here. What else is in here? Oh, cool. Some Stan Bucks. Some Grunkle Stan Stan Bucks. Right? I see some resemblance. And then there is a $12 bill. There you go. $12 bill. Featuring, uh, what's his name? Tremblay. And then uh, some Mystery Coupons. Good for $1 at the Mystery Shack, I'm sure. So... That's cool. Thanks. Yeah, I gotta open up those envelopes. Look, uh, look way deep in those. So, um, 
Yeah, so there's some interesting conversations. Uh, yeah, so I did get all the way into the envelope. Um, yeah, so the, the question that just has now is, okay, I was going to ask about how could they take a loss when it made money. So part of the cost of a, of a movie is not only the actual budget that it costs to make the movie, all the directors, the producers, the actors, all the below-the-line people, editing, special effects, all that stuff. That adds up into a budget, and that's where we get into uh, the $144 million or whatever that, that uh, total was. Uh, but anytime you do any promotion for it, so you have a, a line item, and you rarely get to see uh, the actual budget and the actual cost of everything. But oftentimes there is a uh, line item for printing and advertising. Printing and advertising, the P usually are used to stand for the actual print of the film. So if you had to go make a 35 millimeter print, it would cost so much per copy of it that you were making so that you could send out into the theaters. You know, if you had a wide release, you might have 3000 uh, prints that you have to be that have to be done. Well, that line item hasn't changed, but it includes printing and advertising. So all advertising also gets lumped into that. So all online advertising, the cutting of the trailer, all print advertising, billboards, TV ads, um, you know, everything has to go into the cost of that movie, or at least studios are saying, hey, we're not going to front the cost of advertising this. The film itself has to be advertised. So while you can have a movie like Ghostbusters that from box office mojo that says, hey, it cost $144 million, it's made worldwide $217 million, that could be in the black. But if they've spent $200 million on the advertising then they need to make another $200 million before they would be out of debt. And I know that sounds really, really weird, but there are movies like Return of the Jedi, which has still not shown a profit because every time they've had George Lucas fly out to promote the film, they charge that back to the film. And this gets into the weird part of the movie industry that often leads to lawsuits uh, over people who are owed money or owed residuals or these kinds of things, wherein, hey, if I'm going, if I'm supposed to be making 10% off of um, off net profit and I keep being told, hey, this movie has yet made money, Return of the Jedi has yet to make money, and it's, you know, 30 years later, I might be scratching my head saying, how in the heck can this movie have not made money? But when you think that they're constantly charging back uh, every time that they have to do any kind of uh, advertising on that movie, that gets added into the budget. It can add up that way. And so uh, the, we can have a bigger discussion here in a moment about gross points, um, net points, back-end deals, and those kinds of stuff. But um, from the advertising side, yeah, if they dumped a ton of money into Ghostbusters on the advertising side, they could very easily still have lost money on the deal. And, and sadly... We don't know what actual budgets are because even in the studio's um, reports, the quarterly reports or annual reports, they don't list what all the line items were on a movie. Now, they may say, hey, this movie made money or lost money, but they don't have the individual line items on there. And oftentimes someone will have to go to court and sue in order for those books to be released. So if you're talking about screwy, screwy bookkeeping, Hollywood is the place for uh, screwy bookkeeping. Let's go and talk to um, Matt there on the line. Hey, what's going on, man? Oh, it's going to be a busy weekend for me, I think. Yeah, I what are you con. doing this weekend? Which convention are you going to? Uh, Tricon. What is Tricon? Tri-State, Tri-State Gamers. Uh, it's the Iowa, South Dakota, oh, Nebraska, right. up in Sioux City. Yeah. They, do it, uh, they have a twice a year one. It's pretty good. 
Well, you'd think that by the name of it, Tricon would be the um, would be three times a year. <laughs> they they might. They're uh, they like to have a lot of a lot of different things going on with that group of people. Yeah, and this is always, a gaming convention, a right? Uh, it is. They uh, they don't really focus like super big into one one area. And if they'll be board gaming, mm-hmm. uh, role playing games, LARPers. Uh, war minis like Warhammer. Oh, right, right. They'll right, even right. be they'll be the old school stuff like the mm-hmm. old, like little tiny Napoleon versus whoever type battles. Oh, okay, cool. And so, what are you gonna? What are you looking forward to participating with, or playing with, or doing at the convention? I'll be running a, a few games for some of the the stuff that I owe some appearances on from where the like publishers will, will give give out some games and then oh, they're okay, like, cool. Hey, if you show this a few times, so I'll be, I'll be running a few of those, but, and what games, if people are looking for you, where, what games will you be running? Uh, one of them is stronghold. It's a gigantic two player game, it's sort of a asymmetric. One person is the defender of a castle and the other is the invader with forced, like a bunch of trolls and orcs and oh, that's goblins. Cool. And, uh, the, the unique mechanic of that is that, Every time the invader spends one of his little, little dudes that they draw to be able to build something or take an action, it costs uh, one of their little soldier guys. Mm-hmm. For every piece of wood that you, or a piece of uh, wooden game token that represents a guy that you spend, the defender gets to oh, spend neat. an action point. Mm-hmm. So the more the invader does, the more the defender gets to do. Cool. That sounds fascinating. Um, what other games have we talked since Gen Con? No, then I had been meaning to get on the last couple of finally Fridays because I, I listened to Rob and Sam when they came mm-hmm. back. Yeah, yeah. Rob and didn't then, go. Uh, Rob didn't go to Gen Con, but uh, we, both, we all we all kind of looked at it. it. But certainly Sam uh, was there, and we kind of looked at all the the cool things coming from there. And then of course we had another kind of a general game discussion on Munchkinland a couple of weeks ago. But uh, what are yeah, what, no. what are your impressions from from Gen Con? Uh, I'm just sort of kind of filtering into some of the games from there as they, they start hitting some of their retail oh, yeah. stuff. Uh, one of the Origins ones that's pretty good is that Mystic Veil. I got oh, a chance yeah. to play that. Mm-hmm. Um, the card crafting, that's a really cool mechanic. Yeah, yeah. Um, I got to play the Big Trouble in Little China. I've got that. I have not played it yet, but I do have it. So I'm excited I about trying to will. crack into that this weekend. I think you will like it quite a bit. Yeah, I'm I'm really it's, looking forward to it. Very interactive Excellent. amongst all the players. So you, there's none of this. I take my turn and then, you know, if somebody else has a whole pile of cards, you, you can just kind of, you know, go get something to drink and come back. It's mm-hmm. like you, you have to know what they're doing because you might, they might do something that affects you. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's really fun. The arts, the arts not too bad. Um, yeah, I've heard a lot of legendary Firefly. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. Now I've, I've heard nothing but rough. bad things about the art on Legendary Firefly. Um, but um, the art for you know from what I've seen isn't horrible. And of course, I've obviously opened up the box and I have two copies of this, so I may be giving away one of these legendary sets in the future. The art isn't horrible. It kind of looks like it is the art out of the um, Dynamite uh, comic book, to be honest. In, in some places, I, so maybe it I maybe it is. That. Yeah. I thought the Firefly one would have better art with because uh, they have those 
graphic novels that you mm-hmm. can pick up in places, and that seems to have pretty good art. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, uh, what about uh, the Mansions of Madness? Everybody seems oh, to be talking about that. Games with apps that you you mm-hmm. had a sort of a question about that. There are so many games that have apps, um, and there's only there's very few where the app is essential like mm-hmm. if you don't have this app you can't play right um the one of them that one that you're talking about where you had to have it you had to like put the piece on and touch the piece that's mm-hmm. golem arcana yeah that's right and that has that one still around or did it kind of cease oh it kind of it kind of died kind of died it's, see that's my concern get, you can get it cheap oh yeah you i know can i can go to our cheap and stuff our hastings has everything at 60 percent off now and i believe they still have copies of it sitting there but i mean mansions of madness i was talking with somebody last night on periscope that um, that's one that you have to have the app in order to play it in the second edition um, because there are no rules or no setup things for a DM. So if you want to run it without an app or if your power goes off and your battery's dead or something, you can't sit around the candlelight and play that game. Uh, you'll you'll kind of be out of luck on that. And that's kind of one of my concerning things about the app-driven experience. But on the on the other hand, I did watch a demo of Mansions of Madness uh, just recently. And it makes a lot of sense. And I kind of like how it's being incorporated into the gameplay. I just worry that, you know, where's the support for the app going to come from if they find bugs? At what point do they discontinue it? At what point do, you know, five or six years from now, if you want to pull that game out and play it, will you be able to play it? Uh, Those kinds of things, I guess, concern me which is kind of the opposite of the the legacy games that we also talked about where you have something that the game evolves like the um what is the um seven seas or what is the seafall seafall uh where that one you play through it and by the time you're done with it over the course of 15 uh, missions or 15 sessions the game's over and you really can't go back and start over from the beginning because you've opened up boxes and you've put stickers down and done other things I'm coming around to the legacy games. I'm I'm starting to like that. But these app-driven games, I'm still kind of on the fence about. And I think I need to play it and look at repeatability of play in those app-driven games before I'm really ready to jump fully on board with them. Which is odd, because I like app dri- I like games that I play on my iPad. Uh, there's something to be said for the analog to being able to separate yourself from the technology mm-hmm. and just having that old-school you know, the nostalgic of having the board game experience. Right. Um, right. You know, kids don't necessarily have that, so they don't, they don't always get it. But, you know, mm-hmm. I, I remember playing board games, power goes out, you can still do stuff. Yeah, exactly. But there's so, there's so few in the grand, like, you know, all of these games that are coming out all the time. There, the number that require it to the point where you couldn't do it. Otherwise mm-hmm. is, isn't too terrible much. XCOM is one that's popular. Right. And the Mansion of Madness. But you could you could probably, if you really had to, get the download the rule book for the first edition. Right. And sort of muddle your way through if it, you know, if you really, really had to do it. Is it I mean, is it the same game as the first edition, or is this like a new mansion, new setups, new missions? I I I have only seen a little bit of it. I, I think it's all new stuff. Oh, okay. All right. Um and and the idea with the app is that there's just so much the replayability with an app is so much more because the randomizer right, can right, just right. keep going and then you don't have to worry about it. There's other games like Alchemist where it's not so much of a randomizer as it is 
if you don't use the phone app, somebody has to be the key, so yeah. to speak, the answer the, the answer key to the game. Right. So you don't you don't get to play. Your whole job is to just sit there and wait until they ask you a question and then tell them the answer mm-hmm. secretly and. That's kind of that kind of takes some of the fun, and I guess that was the the problem that a lot of people had with some of these games where you have to be, and I would imagine something like the uh, Cool Mini or not um, arcade game, the Soda Pop Minis or whatever they are, where one person has to be the 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 game master, has to be the dungeon, where you don't get to work together as a team as all your friends. It's like you against them or them against you. Uh, so I can really see some advantage of hey, we're gonna all play a cooperative game together the machine over there in the corner is going to run everything. We just need to have fun and, and figure out the puzzles and everything. I can really see that. And I guess with Descent, uh, someone had mes- messaged me and said uh, in the Descent discussion that you can play Descent with the, with the app or without the app, um, but the, the app is a, is a big help in, in that game. It is. Um, like they want to do an Imperial Assault one. I've played Imperial Assault mm-hmm. a couple of times, and I have never played the rebels because it's my game so i by default have to play the one while everybody else plays the mini because there's there's not as many rules for them to know they only have to know their one guy and a very little bit on that small sheet of paper where i have to know the rest of everything and then be able to answer any question that they have of what to be able to do because i have access to all the information Mm -hmm. so one of the, you know, if you were in a group and nobody wanted to be the, the GM or the DM or the or the one, you, you know, that, that helps a lot with the app. It just kind of says, oh, put this stuff out, okay. Mm-hmm. You're gonna run this adventure, and it kind of walks you through, and then you can save it, and then it'll, you know, so you don't have to worry about, you know, it, oh, we're we're only halfway through, and we have all of our stuff laid out. Somebody take a picture. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's the one thing that's gonna be. I mean, we are scheduled to play um, Eldritch Horror coming up uh, not this Monday, but next Monday, and we're going to video that one. That one's going to be interesting because I'm hoping that the camera will be able to capture the entire board just because when everything is... And we're going to be playing the new um, um, Yellow King expansion, whatever that one was, the um, Corcosa expansion. And uh, so with a sideboard or a couple of sideboards going on and all the pieces, that's going to be one that will be most interesting uh, to play. And um, and certainly uh, Jess has said that will we be playing Big Trouble in Little China on Munchkin Land? Yes, it will be something that we'll get to, but it probably <laughs> won't release until um, next year because we're that far ahead. So um, be on the lookout for those kinds of things. So what else uh, interested you from uh, Gen Con that you thought was really cool or something that you've already picked up? Uh, well, the... Uh, oh, let's see. So many things. Yeah. I got really uh, Crazy Carts. I have a copy of that. That's kind of... Uh, there's a lot of games like this. Uh, it's sort of pre-programmed chaos mm-hmm. games. Uh, Robo Rally is kind of an older game. but Yeah, yeah. Uh, where you you kind of sort of program your movement. You don't really have the whole picture, so you're kind of trying to figure out what might happen, and then everybody sort of goes off. All right, you know, in order ones. All right, who's doing stuff on one? Who's doing stuff on two? Right, and right. You end up banging around and getting in each other's way and stuff. Mm-hmm. Those kind of games are kind of fun. Okay, cool. Uh, I was looking at uh, what is it, uh, Oceanus, 
which is another one that I'm look, kind of looking forward to uh, picking up where you're kind of building your um, submarine and trying to get all these points before Cthulhu or be, before the Kraken comes in and attacks you and ends the game. So I'm kind of looking forward to that one a little bit. Um, I did get to finally order my one deck dungeon game, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I got in a new, uh, not a new expansion, but a, a, an expansion for um, Boss Monster, so I'm looking forward to playing that. Um, and a whole bunch more. But the good thing is I'm, I've got a bunch of those, um, in addition to the one that you sent, I got a bunch of those um, Broken Token oh. organizers, and so my mess of games is starting to... <laughs> starting to shrink a little bit and uh, the, the floor does not look as messy as it did before. So that's kind of what I've been doing is just organizing the games right now. I've actually had kind of a bit of the opposite problem. I've had to separate some of my games back out into their original boxes, oh, really? like DC deck builder. Mm. Uh, well, with a portable library, being able to take four separate copies of DC deck builder for yeah. four different people to be able to check it out is a little, is a little easier than just say, okay, here's a giant box of everything. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I hope you can figure it out. <laughs> yeah. That's one thing that I was really surprised with because when I had all of the DC deck building game stuff, just in one box, you open it up and it's like, it's just really, really full and it's just cards everywhere. And by the time I got the organizer put together and put the cards in, it's like a quarter of the boxes is filled and the rest is all empty space. So uh, Cryptozoic, if they want to make some more of that stuff, they bring it on because I've got the space for it. The one that I was really kind of disappointed with was, I think it was the King of Tokyo um, organizer, where by the time I had it all together, it was using up about as much space as, you know, it wasn't really organizing i mean it was organizing things but it was still using up the same amount of space in the box that uh, i thought i was going to get a little space back and be able to uh, combine king of tokyo and king of new york into one box but i'm not going to be able to do that no that one the box isn't isn't really very big and in yeah. those little punch board character guys and mm -hmm. and the score tracker thing and then mm -hmm. uh, the only kind of neat thing is that the little tray for that you can pull out that has little bits in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is neat. And uh, the um, Machikuru one is the same way, where it has a little box that you pull out that has all your coins in there. And there is, um, I believe there's an expansion for King of New York Power Up, King of New York Power Up. I don't know if that's been out for a while, but um, um, it, it looked like it was something that popped up a couple of weeks ago. And I was like, well, I, I may, have to, may have to get that. So I know the Power Ups make King of Tokyo play a lot better because mm -hmm. then you get you get some variety amongst your people other than just looking like a different cardboard but doing the same stuff you get some asymmetric play powers or variable player powers depending on what cards you get to pick mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which is kind of fun well for people who are in the kansas city area it looks like right now and this is all tentative but it looks like on september 17th of this year I may be able to slip into tabletop games at 95th and Metcalf for a few hours. I'll let you know more as that date draws closer, but uh, it looks like I will be making a trip up there to maybe pick up a few games and maybe be able to, to hang out and play a, maybe a game with some people, depending on time uh, on September 17th, only on that Saturday. Cause it wouldn't be, I wouldn't be able to do it on Sunday or anything else. Uh, so if you're in that Kansas city area, I will let you know. You can certainly follow me on Twitter at Major Spoilers or on um, Facebook 
you can just look for me on Facebook uh, and I will try to update you there as far as um, whether I'm actually going to be able to make it or not. But right now it kind of looks like I'm going to have about a three hour slot where I can slide into tabletop games, hang out and then get back out uh, to line up with all the things that I have planned on that day. So um, that is going to be interesting. Um, well, cool, man. I picked uh, up a, a, there was a guy on, uh, on Facebook has apparently has listened to this show because he, uh, the, the event that I have, that's actually the week after that in mm-hmm. Fremont. Mm-hmm. He, he had commented on in the Facebook group and like, Fremont, I was listening to a podcast and heard about Fremont. I'm like, wow, must have been finally Friday. <laughs> cool. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think finally Friday has gotten some some takers to come well, to I, a board game event. Well, good. I'm I'm hoping so. I know uh, Dr. Brad Will had posted something about the uh, Glorantha the Gods War over on Game uh, Board Game Geek just under his name, and uh, and someone had commented that, oh man, I just saw you on on the Munchkinland episode. So yeah, it's good to see that a lot of people are checking out Finally Friday and and all of the other shows that we do. So cool, man. Hopefully your event goes well and uh, pop back in. Uh, yours is next weekend? Uh, September 24th. It's the week after yours. And then, oh, okay. And then, uh, and then I don't have anything until, uh, that's for me until the extra life, uh, board game marathon mm-hmm. is going to be coming up. So we're, there's the, the pledge fundraiser for that. People need to go, on. go help with that. Cause you'll be doing what? 24 hours of, of gaming again. Yes. We're, uh, there's actually going to be two, two sessions, uh, due to scheduling conflicts. Um, Anime NebraskaCon is, is November oh, right. 5th when it would normally be, and I will be working at that. So there will be one event on November 5th for those who can make that. And then the week after that will be one at my house um, for people who, who couldn't make it for the one. So we will have two different actual gaming sessions, which will be kind of fun because I'm sure a bunch of people will be able to make both. So is that pledge up now at the Extra Light or at Extra Play website? Uh, extra light. It's uh, I did a tiny URL again this year. It's okay, tinyurl.com so um, slash nerf sick 2016. Nerf sick 2016. There you go. And let me pop this up here. So again, it is um, just look for Matthew Bach or nerf sickness. Um, uh, tinyurl.com slash nerf sick 2016. And you can find it. You're um, only trying to hit $200. That's not a whole lot. This is the second year you've participated. So if people are interested in helping out uh, kids, uh, benefiting the Children's Miracle Network, uh, then certainly go sign up on uh, Matthew's uh, page. Cool, Matthew. All right, man. Thanks so much for uh, calling in this week. And uh, feel free to call in uh, next week and and share some more gaming stuff that's going on, okay? Uh, You you won't have a show next week, though. Oh, that's right. I did say I was off next week. (laughs) For the week after, so that there you one, go. I'm definitely, I definitely keep keep an eye for when they're coming up because uh, always good stuff. All right, man, you take it easy. All right, you Bye. too. Yeah, I keep forgetting that. So yeah, yeah, definitely no. Finally, Friday next week, but uh, the week after we should have it and um, everything else. So I think we've hit the point in the show where we are out of time. We're slowly running on the clock out, and I know with the stream, it's a little. Uh, uh, delayed, and I certainly want to get out on a time so that uh, everyone else who's over there at Alpha Geek Media, uh, Alpha Geek Radio, and Alpha Geek Video have time to get their next shows on. 
And I want to thank uh, everyone who is listening on Alpha Geek Media, wherever you may be. And uh, thanks to GnomeWise for getting everything set up and uh, making sure that the stream from YouTube is streaming out over there. Uh, the one thing that if you are listening on Alpha Geek Media, uh, whatever, on your mobile device, wherever that you may be listening, would you do me a favor? Would you head over to Majorspoilers.com uh, for the Finally Friday uh, entry on the on the site? And if you would just let, leave a comment that lets me know that you're watching it or listening to it on one of those outlets, that would really help me out because I'm trying to figure out you know, what are, what's, what is our numbers? How many people are listening over there at Alpha Geek Media uh, when we're doing this show? Cause that would, um, would help us out a great deal. I know how many people are, are watching on YouTube and I know how many people are downloading the episode after, but I'm, I'm really kind of interested in how many people are watching live and uh, kind of a side note, some of our advertisers are actually interested in how many people are watching and listening live. So there you go. All right, everybody, that wraps it up for this installment of uh, finally Friday. Holy cow, it's a three-day weekend, right? That's going to make next week really nice, and I'm sure it's made this Friday uh, so much nicer because it's something that you can look forward to. Wherever you're at, whether you're at one of the conventions around the uh, country or around the world, if you're uh, seeking shelter from a, uh, from a bunch of rain that's falling in Florida and Georgia and, and other places, if you are on the lookout for scary clowns, uh, please do it safely. Please have some fun. Please be smart. Please take care of one another and look out for one another. And I hope to see you again the next time when we meet, when it's finally Friday.